Welcome to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and wherever you have found the show, thanks for listening. This podcast is widely available, so know that there are lots of options out there to listen and subscribe. As you've been hearing me say the last few weeks, Now Hear This Entertainment has recently gotten added to both the Amazon Music and iHeartRadio apps and websites. The show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Do be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter about the podcast. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, my guest is an award-winning singer, songwriter, piano player who is in the midst of a new album release. She was mentored by Grammy Award winner Phil Ramone and has worked with a Grammy Award winning producer. Her live shows have seen her perform not only in the U.S. from New York to L.A., but internationally, too, including the Cannes Film Festival. She also composes and performs music for TV, movies, and video games, and she has had multiple successful crowdfunding campaigns for album projects. You've been hearing a song of hers called L-O-V-E from her new album. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Frankie Love. Hey, Bruce. Frankie, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. I'm so happy to be here, and and this is a really great opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. My pleasure. Frankie, let's start off by having you tell the listeners all about the song of yours that was just playing called L-O-V-E. Yeah, so L-O-V-E, as you know, spells love. It's it's a song that um, I released as the first single from my album, The Sun. And I, um, when I write songs, I never plan it out. I start with a blank piece of paper and I sit at the piano and I just write what organically comes out. Mm-hmm. And with L-O-V-E, I started to play this arpeggio um, that this simple arpeggio and and then I started singing lines about love very very simple things um and and I wrote that song um rather quickly I I think it was written um in one day um and yeah and and it's just it's just something that um organically came out and I released it as the first single on the album because I felt that with how the world, um, just what the world has been experiencing in 2020, that this is something that needed to be released um, first. And because um, because I, I just feel that um, there was a lot of chaos and there is some still some chaos going on and confusion and and so um yeah and and it's a simple song about love but i think that love is something that is really important it's it's why we're here um in this world i think it's the purpose that we're that i feel that i'm supposed to have um to be here to spread love and hopefully receive love back and and um yeah well i would like to say that hopefully we all know that that's the purpose that we all have here but it doesn't hurt when someone like you writes a song like that And as you said, specifically in 2020, to quote another song, what the world needs now is love. Yes. Yes. And and sometimes it's easy to forget um, love when when there's so much going on um, and and there's um, conflict going on and fear and you know um and and it's nice to be reminded of that to go back to you know the simplicity of kindness and and love yeah i don't think anyone will ever find it a bad step starting into something with love as their focus so Great way to start off the show, and listeners, before we get too far in here, I mentioned last week about a new podcast that had just launched. In fact, 
The first three episodes came out on November 12th, and each one of those is more than an hour long. It's from a man who has had what I would call a most varied career as a composer and record producer, with over 150 albums to his credit, spanning a 40-year career. I'm talking about Peter Link. He's what you might call a working man's composer, twice nominated for a Tony Award on Broadway and with a million-selling record to his credit, winner of the New York Theater Critics Drama Desk Award. Peter Link has seen great success in film scoring, Broadway musicals, pop music, gospel, television, and he's even written ballets for the Joffrey Ballet. Now he's presenting his life work in a series of podcasts called Scattershot Symphony, The Music of Peter Link. Each episode is 90% music, but he still manages to entertain the listeners with fascinating stories and anecdotes related to his music over the years. Each episode looks at a different movement in the symphony of his life's work. So if you love music, and obviously you do because you listen to this podcast, who doesn't love music? You will love getting an insider's listen to the work, the music, the stories around a life in music. That's Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link, spelled L-I-N-K. Here on NHTE, though, it's Frankie Love on episode 356. And Frankie, congratulations on the new album, which is called The Sun and has 12 tracks on it. Before I have you talk about this project, I want to clarify for the audience. The album is out right now on Bandcamp, but if you're loyal to iTunes for whatever reason, right now it is in the pre-order phase through that platform with an expected delivery date of Christmas Day. So anyhow, Frankie, go ahead and talk about the new album called The Sun. Okay. Um, Well, The Sun. Let's see. Um... I will I will start from the beginning. Um, I wanted to to do something um, that would inspire people. I wanted to make an album that um, that that was healing and and so my hope with the sun is that it it will make people feel calm and and connect them to their hearts. I love that. I love that. And this was a different approach for you in that because of 2020 and everything that's gone on, this album was actually self-produced. Yes, yes. Um, Originally, I didn't think that I would self-produce this entire album. Um, And in fact... On my other albums, um, I have three other albums that are out. I usually uh, work with a, a producer, and I've been really lucky that I've I've worked with um, Grammy Award winning producers and and the best musicians that you could find, and 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 in really beautiful recording studios. So after um, after I funded this album on Kickstarter, I was planning, um, to reach out to some producers and then the pandemic hit. And then I realized that I would, I would have to produce this album on my own. Um, and at first I, I didn't know if I could do it. And then once I, I started, I really, uh, fell in love with the whole process of producing. Yeah. And listeners, in a little bit, I'll be giving out Frankie's website and all her social media. And there's a video, Frankie, that I watched on your YouTube channel where you talked about this. And you mentioned the fact that when you self-produce, you don't have to have that hesitancy to speak up to a producer and say, oh, that's not really the way I'm hearing the song in my head, or that's not really the spirit of what I intended when I wrote the song. So can you just talk, and and maybe Frankie, to those who are listening who are aspiring performers themselves mm-hmm. talk about that dichotomy you know working with a producer where you are going to get an uninterested third party who in other words doesn't have the emotional attachment to the songs that the writer does that the artist does but at the same time producing yourself and saying okay this is something i've never done before and i have to take a whole new approach to these while still trying to do what's in the best interest of the project and not just saying these are my songs yay i can do whatever i want right um okay yeah i when when i when i've worked with producers before um 
I have to say that it was a lot easier because I would write a song on the piano and then I would go to the studio, play it for them live and 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 then the producer would kind of put on his, you know, do his cre- creativity and figuring out how he wanted to produce it and and I say he because I've only worked with male producers because they're really I really haven't met any female producers in the music industry which is so strange to me that I still haven't mm. really met a lot of female producers I know they're yeah. out there but um but I it's it's really a male dominated um thing when when you go into a music studio there's it's it's male dominated and and so sometimes when I've worked with producers um I've I've always I always try to stay in a state of gratitude for whatever's happening mm. in life and so when I've been in studios even if I felt that it wasn't really how I wanted it to sound a lot of times I I've been I've been quiet um because I don't want to because as an artist I want to respect you know another artist and producers are artists yeah, um yeah. so I've been quite kind of quiet and and when I hear the song you know I've I've rarely come back and and have said you know this is not how I want it to sound um and when I was when I was put in the position that I was going to produce the sun, um, it was it was really cool because I was able to record the song um, in my home studio and and put the song down with piano. But then I was able to, you know, really. Um, know that well this is the vibration i want from the song this mm. is the sound i want i want it to feel lush i want it mm-hmm. to feel mm-hmm. calming i want the strings to feel to to make you your whole body to relax i want and and i was able to work on the song t- till i got it to a point that felt that this is the essence of who i am inside um, and when you go um, into the music studio with with big producers or wh- wh- whether they're Grammy Award winning producers or not, usually they put their what's within them into the song. And so their style ends up um, being, you know, in the songs that they're producing. So. Um, it was a lot harder to produce this whole album. It, mm-hmm. It's a lot of work to produce. Um, it's a lot easier to just write the song and have someone produce it. But I really, I really enjoyed it because I felt that I was able to um, get the songs to the point where, where I really felt that they were authentically me, but authentically how they they originated when yeah, I wrote them on yeah. the piano. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, all wonderfully said. I, I, listeners, Frankie and I are on Skype right now. I wish we had our cameras turned on. Frankie, you would see me nodding so much along with what you were saying <laughs> because you did a wonderful job of describing that, and I get it because what I heard was there's a producer that is going to have something that is consistent throughout his work. And if you listen to a lot of the different artists that he produces, you're going to hear his certain influence throughout those recordings. And so there's also the expression in the music business about something being overproduced. And so what I loved, Frankie, was when you started talking about when you took this on to do your own producing, well, then you could do just what the song needed, which is what no one's going to know that better than you because you're the one that wrote it. And so instead of it being overproduced or somebody putting their signature producing style on it, you're going to know just what you want layered into a song, like you said, strings, or maybe it's going to be a very heavy piano song instead of, well, let's make sure we get every instrument that I have available to me just because I have every instrument available to me. And that's not serving the song properly. So you really did a great job of, of describing that, and, and I know that's also going to be very helpful for the aspiring performers out there who are listening that are considering, should I produce myself? What are the benefits of going with a producer? 
And there's something else that I want you to talk about. This is pretty unique, which (laughs) more than 350 episodes in, I'm always excited about. Frankie, share with us about frequencies in music and particularly the 432 hertz frequency. Sure. Um, There's different frequencies in in music and there's different frequencies in in a lot of things. Um, And I started to explore that um, because I consider myself an empath. I'm very sensitive to to vibrations, whether it's someone who's speaking to me or, you know, different energies. I'm, I'm sensitive to it. And especially with with music, sometimes I get very um, inspired by some music and some music can, you know, doesn't really have a a feeling. And so I started to explore frequencies and I, I realized that, you know, the music and was the frequency of music was changed in 1953. Uh, Did did you know that? I don't know if you knew that. I'm I'm learning something here. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the reason why it was changed to 440, um, there's this conspiracy theory. And if you Google it, you'll, (laughs) you could read a lot of different stories about it, but that they say that it was changed to 440, um, to confuse the consciousness of humanity mm. so that because when you're in 432 frequency, which is what this, the album is in, it connects you to your your intuition and it opens up your heart chakra and it makes you feel really calm so that you can hear the truth and you can find your way in life and 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 um it so it's it was switched in 1953 um to 440 and it's it's they say it it was to numb people from um kind of making you know i guess from from their their truth or you know just not being able to tap into the your consciousness um so so yeah so um that is very fascinating to me and and that is why I put this out I put the frequencies of 432 hertz into these songs and um and I'm hoping that a lot of people actually the album's only been out for just a little bit now but I've been getting a lot of messages that people are are using the album for their chronic illness or because mm. they've been suffering in 2020 and and their heart is hurting and that that this album is really helping them and and I'm really so grateful for that because you know I I want I'm I'm thinking that perhaps it's because of these frequencies that are in the songs that it's it's help that these this album is helping people so beautiful so beautiful Thank you. just clarify so when you say the switch was made in the early 50s to 440 was it changed to 440 from 432 or from something else i guess from 432 to 440 interesting interesting well for the benefit of those in the audience who are up-and-coming performers who listen to this show each week to learn from me and my guests can you explain the reason why the album is available on Bandcamp right now but quote-unquote only in the (laughs) pre-order phase on itunes is there a strategy (laughs) for that or am i kind of overthinking it well, you know, I being an independent artist, um, I do, and I I have my independent record label, Love Is the Truth. I make up the rules on my own, <laughs> and and sometimes I like to not do what everyone else is doing, which is it. really just you know putting it out on iTunes, and and so I thought that out, and I thought, well, um, okay, if I, I if I want to if I want to do things a little different, um, let me start with Bandcamp. I'll tell you the reason why. And I hope this helps some listeners out there who want to release their I albums. It. I love it already. And I, and I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say, but go ahead. I, I love it so far. Okay. <laughs> so the reason why I did that is because it makes it number one, first, a little more exclusive sure. that, okay, this is going to be released on Bandcamp. 
Um, I find that there's more of a kind of, um, there's so many music lovers on Bandcamp. If you're, if you know about Bandcamp, that means that you're a music lover, but not only that, that you support independent artists more so, um, than main, you know, that you're interested in independent singer songwriters. The other reason is because when people purchase the album, um, they can pay what you, you can create your own price for it. Um, and they can pay that price or there's a button that says pay more. And I have been really lucky and fortunate that my fans, they are so generous. So sometimes I get $50, Mm. um, per album. Sometimes I've gotten a hundred dollars. And, and it really blows me away that that happens, but it happens, um, it happens quite often on Bandcamp. I also wanted to, I also wanted to make it a bit special with releasing it there. The reason why I did the pre-order on iTunes is because it does go on Spotify. Um, when you digitally release an album on iTunes, it usually will go on Spotify. And I just didn't want to, you know, throw it on Spotify where, because to me that doesn't make it as special. So yeah, that's yeah. why I did the kind of Christmas pre-order on iTunes. Yeah, and I love all that. And I was actually looking for you to say, and everything you said was great, so this is really just an add-on more than anything. But Bandcamp themselves almost come across as a independent artist platform first as opposed to iTunes, which is, you know, we're just... a clearing house for anybody and everybody come one come all we're not going to treat anybody any different granted we can get into a whole separate discussion about you know what do you mean are they ever going to put frankie loves banner on the never mind i'm saying itunes is kind of a a one-stop clearing house for everything whereas Bandcamp really seems like hey we want to support the independent artists and so that seems like a good reason to do it but even more so is that i know that Bandcamp also i want to say it's on fridays when they will actually give Either it's a hundred percent or a larger percentage of the sale to the artist, as opposed to other days of the week. So, yeah, obviously, as you can tell, I'm I'm very much a, a proponent of Bandcamp. So, uh, nicely mm-hmm. nicely done. I I, ad- I admire the approach that you took. Thank you. So let's dive into the crowdfunding aspect of your new album. Although, actually two previous successful campaigns as well. Share with the audience, if you would, which platform or platforms, plural, that you have used, what has worked well for you, what hasn't worked, those types of details. Uh, okay, well, I I love Kickstarter. I think it's great. And Kickstarter, um, Kickstarter has been a great platform to do the crowdfunding, and uh, I'm sorry. What what was the question again about the about the crowdfunding? Well, have <laughs> have you always only used Kickstarter over your three crowdfunding campaigns? And, yes, and... yes. I've only I've only used Kickstarter. And so, what have you found that has worked well for you, and and what has not worked as you've learned your way through Kickstarter over three different campaigns? Yeah. Well, Kickstarter is wonderful it it really depends on the people who want to support you and so no matter which platform i think you use for for crowdfunding it's going to be up to a group of people who are excited that you're releasing something into the world whether it's an album or a product and I, I've been lucky that um, I've had, I have a group of people um, that really support me on a deep level. Um, and especially with the sun, um, there was so much support with this, um, with, with the crowdfunding. It's, I want to say that it's a lot of work um, to do a Kickstarter campaign. And I think the last one, the sun, I think I did that for 30 days and, and it, it took up each day to just kind of focus on it. Um, yeah. At the, at the same time, listeners, I think Frankie's being humble here because 
you'll have to help me out with this, Frankie, because I know I'm not going to have the, the exact number correct. But listeners, I'm going to put a link on the show page for this episode at nhte.net so you can also listen to my interview uh, from August. It was episode 341 with Liz Longley, who in her case, and, and so Frankie, I'm leading up to a question for you. In Liz's case, she was tremendously, tremendously successful with her Kickstarter that she was trying to raise $50,000. She got it all in the very first day and ended up getting 150000 by the time the 30 days was over. And I think in your case, did I read, Frankie, did you fully fund your campaign in like eight days or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it mm. was pretty, it, I think it was mm. pretty quick. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was quick. And I had, um, I had people waiting mm. and asking me, when are you going to press launch? And when I launched, um, I, I had people from, um, uh, someone from London pledge a thousand, mm. um, a, very special fan from Greenland pledge a thousand and all I was getting a lot of very generous um, pledges I was sitting behind my computer crying because mm. because it, it you know these these are people who live all around the world um, I have people on you know there's there are people who pledge from Japan Australia wow all over Europe, Greenland and the U S and, and I was, I had tears welling up because these are people I never met physically mm. in person. And they were sending me, uh, these very generous pledges and then, um, you know, sending me messages. I believe in you. We need music. We need your music in the world. So, it was a very emotional experience and, and it was, it was really beautiful. And I have to say, I just want to take a moment here to say, I felt that it wasn't, I felt that energetically that, you know, the, the sun, the album was made by all of the support I've, I was getting from people around the world because that, that love and generosity that I felt really was the kind of tone of this album. Like I was, I felt that, um, these beautiful people were in this music. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line by singer, songwriter, piano player, Frankie Love. Visit her official website at frankielovemusic.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And yes, you guessed it. She absolutely is on all the major social media platforms. You will find links on her website to Frankie's accounts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As you heard, her new album called The Sun is available on Bandcamp, or you can pre-order it on iTunes. And another way to support Frankie is through her Patreon. There is a way that you can support me and this show without it costing you any extra money, and that is by starting all of your Amazon shopping through the banner on my show website, nhte.net. Just scroll down on there to the tall Amazon banner and tap or click on that, and it will take you to Amazon, and at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at no extra cost to you. So just for doing something you're likely already doing, I get some help with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. It's all confidential, so I don't know who bought through my banner or what was purchased or how much was spent. I would greatly appreciate you taking that step. Again, just go to the website for this show, nhte.net, and scroll down to the tall Amazon banner and tap or click on that to start any and all shopping through them that way. Listeners, Part of what comes with not being with a major record label is doing something like a crowdfunding campaign. Frankie, talk about being a singer-songwriter as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I, I've never been signed to a major label, so the only thing I've ever known is being independent and being a um, being a independent singer-songwriter, and so. It, it, there's a lot of freedom that I've I've felt um, being an independent singer songwriter, and I 
I think that there's things in life that are priceless. And I think freedom is one of those things. Mm. When, when you have freedom and, and you can create with freedom and you are doing your own artistry, I think that's priceless. And, and I also think that it's priceless to be able to make the rules up as you go, which, which I've always, um, created my own rules with being an independent singer songwriter. Um, and, and mostly I think that, um, when you're a major label artist, you have so many fans that you can't really maybe have the intimate connection as an independent singer songwriter does. And that's what I really have loved the most. I have a real connection, especially on Patreon to, um, the, the people I call, I call us the love circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're the love circle and it's, it's been really nice because I've found that, um, and I'm not exaggerating here, but I found that the connection that I have to my, um, and I, I don't like to call them fans, but I like to call them my soul fam, like my family, my fam, mm-hmm. is that it does feel that you have like this family of people who who you're connecting with, not just for the purpose of releasing music, but you're you're friends with them. They're like your family. And it's been it's been that's the best thing to me about being an independent singer songwriter. Well, so let's back up then and let's learn from you how you got to this point. Why did you choose music as a career? Um, I, you know, it kind of fell in my lap. There were a lot of synchronistic events that happened to me. I was, I was, um, trying to figure out how, what am I going to do with my life? And, and it just, all these synchronistic events and that would take another show. So (laughs) I won't go, I won't go into it, but it was kind of put on my lap. I, I sat down at, at the piano and, and I wrote a song because the person who sold me, um, this keyboard asked me if I could write a song and I said, no. And, and, and then he, he said, just try, you know, it was kind of an interesting scenario, but I started playing and writing and, and then it happened. And then I realized, wow, I can write. Mm. And I, and it, it, it happened really quick. It happened, uh, like I was writing, you know, a song and very quickly. And I thought, but it wasn't just that I could do it quickly. I was, I loved it because it was the, the closest thing I've ever felt to a heavenly feeling like a, a connection to the entire universe mm-hmm. that I feel that something's flowing through me. Mm. Um, and, and so it, it kind of, it's a long, long story of how all the events connected to each other. But, but I chose it because I think when you know what you're supposed to do when your purpose shows up. And I, I knew through thick and thin, through hard, good times and bad times, I'm going to marry music. This is, this is what I love. Wow. Wow. I love that expression. And I love that story that you told because I can picture that of someone selling you the piano and saying, can you sit down and write me a song? And you say no. And in my head, I was picturing that person looking back at you and saying, yes, you can wink. And they wink at you. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, what what do you know that I don't? And then as you started going further with it, it made me think of the the great expression. It's uh, from a song that he wrote, but Mark Allen Barnett, who is a friend of the show, he's been on twice, including one of the most popular, most ever listened to episodes of the show way, way back on episode 12. And Mab, as he's affectionately known for his initials, Mark Allen Barnett said, you don't choose music, music chooses you. And that's Mm -hmm. what I heard when you were just saying that you knew that, okay, this is something that, that I am meant to do. Now, this all sounds wonderful. And, you know, we're dotting our eyes with little hearts and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But at the same time, you have some thoughts about music in general, that I know you want to share. So take a step back and talk about that if you would. 
music in general is i think it's i think it's a very very important art for our world um i think that it it is a magical art form that from the beginning of time music has always been healing and and i think it's you know it really is the universal language of our world um it can connect people in ways that you know nothing else can and and so i believe in it so much um i believe in music especially after experiencing 2020 which we all did and and so i think music um for me I have been listening to more music than ever mm. because it has helped me to stay strong during this year. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that music is important, but I also think that music for the right reasons, if, if there's any, uh, aspiring singer songwriters listening to this, I think it's important to, to do it for the right reasons and and to you know i'm i feel like i'm a servant to music that you know it's such an honor to to create music so i i don't like to manipulate it i don't like to sit down and say okay i'm going to write a hit song and mm-hmm. i want the song to be about you know um i i don't i want i really want to kind of serve music and and so I think it's more important than ever and I think that it's such an exciting time because you for independent singer songwriters you can uh you can be so authentic this is kind of scary because Frankie and I are just meeting for the first time and yet as you were giving your answer I started to say in my head she wants to be in service to the music community. And lo and behold, you came out and said, I feel like I'm a servant. And then you kind of said it again, <laughs> which that's great. That's great. I, I love when that kind of thing happens. So you talked before about being an independent artist when I mentioned listeners about Frankie not being with a major record label. But admittedly, Frankie, and not just in 2020, but it comes with being an independent artist. How do you stay strong being an artist and, and how do you stay positive? That's a good question. Um, I I stay strong by gratitude, and as simple as that sounds, it's very powerful to to stay in gratitude. And and every day that I wake up, um, I know that I'm grateful that I can I can make music, that I'm doing something that I love, um, and so that's my strength. It's in, it's in gratitude and it's what I'm focusing on and, and just being, you know, in bliss, um, because making music is, is very, it's, it's, it's blissful. And I'm not surprised to hear you say that I I would only expect you to have an attitude of gratitude, as they say, when we started off this show by you describing the song L-O-V-E and essentially telling us that that's what we all should be leading with. So it would make sense that you would come up and say, hey, you know what, I just make sure that I'm in gratitude all the time for all these different opportunities that I've been giving and everything that I have around me. And that does certainly go a long way towards having the mindset that you need because it is so common for an independent artist to get down on himself or herself when it doesn't look like things are going the way we want them to, but it's not always up to us. And so I love that attitude of gratitude and, and leading with love. It, it it can only bode for positive results, maybe a little bit sooner, if I can go on a limb and say that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, definitely. And And I think it's so easy to you know, there's such a thin line between getting sucked into your ego, um, as a human being or to stay in gratitude and the ego really is whispering. Well, not whispering. It's, it's shouting. Nothing is enough. Mm -hmm. And, and gratitude is saying I have so much and more and I'm so happy. And, and so 
Um, and, and also in music, I think that a lot of artists are waiting, you know, to have a certain amount of success. But I think that if you're doing what you love and, and you're enjoying it and other people are, whether it's, you know, 10,000 people or 10 million, you really, you really have reached your success. And, and, and if you're a creator of anything, whether it's writing books or painting or a musician, if you're creating and then you're successful and you're successful at it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you said all that. It's been unfortunately quite a long time, but I know there was a long run where for too many episodes of this show, I kept talking about the fact that success means something different to everybody, but you put it in a good way. You know, we do try to quantify it and it could come down to something as simple as if you're a creator, meaning that you paint and all of a sudden you paint something, well, you're successful because now you just produce something tangible that none of us can do, none of us have available to show. If someone has 100 paintings, well, that's great too, but success is something different for all of us. So I'm glad that you put it that way. And, you know, the same thing that you said about the ego, the ego is going to tell us that we never have enough and gratitude is going to tell us that, in fact, we're operating in abundance and to look around and see everything that we do have. So that's that's a very important observation to have as you go through a career as an independent artist so that you don't get tempted to get pushed into, I need more, I need more, I'm not good enough, or the the numbers I have aren't success. Yes, they are. Yes. And I, and I also think that, um, I have a lot of, um, musician friends and, and producer friends and singer songwriter friends and lots of artist friends. But I noticed that a lot of people quit and they stop doing their art when, when they get stuck in their ego because they, they're comparing themselves to other people. And, and so, you know, when, when you're doing, it's, you know, when you, when you're doing music or any creation, um, I think it's just important to to you know not compare yourself and to remember why you're doing it. Well, and similarly, I think it's important that we come back around while we're in this topic, come back around to earlier we talked about the crowdfunding support that you've gotten mm-hmm. plus in mentioning your website and social media. I also noted that you have a Patreon too and I know you said that you don't like to use the word fans, but can you just talk about fans or followers or whatever you want to call them and, and what they mean to you? Oh yeah, yeah. I, fans and followers and and people who listen to my music, um, it, they mean so much to me. Um, I wouldn't have been able to have cross the finish line in creating, um, my latest album without, without the support of people. And, and it, it would be a very lonely path. Um, if I didn't have, if I wasn't surrounded by people, but mm. not only that, my, my fans are, they're very, I feel as though they have like these, they're very, loving and kind. And sometimes, um, sometimes I'll get messages that really give me the extra strength that I need to, when, when I was working on the sun, um, this past year, I was exhausted because, you know, we were, I was quarantined and, um, and I was, and I became, I started to homeschool my child. So, I was, and and I think the entire world was um, in a lot of anxiety. So I just I was exhausted, and my fans um, really helped me to to say you can do this. And so um, so I really appreciate you know the support that I get from people, and and what I realize. Um, you know, what I realize when I connect with listeners um, who are listening to my music is that there's a lot of great people in the world. There's good people in the world. And and so, yeah. Well, and listeners, to bring it full circle, 
That's the attitude of gratitude right there. And that's why I wanted to ask that to Frankie while we had just finished talking about the attitude of gratitude, because the difference is that, as she said earlier, when you're signed with a major record label, if you become an A-lister, is Bruce Springsteen going to know who his fan named Bruce Wozniak (laughs) is in Tampa, Florida? I seriously doubt it. Is Mariah Carey going to know who her fan named Joan Smith in Roanoke, Virginia is? Sorry to say Joan, but probably not. So now you have an independent artist like Frankie, who, mind you, is having success, but can probably tell you the names of those supporters that she mentioned from Kickstarter, who can probably tell you the names of some people who said some really nice things to help her get through the quarantine. And so that's the difference. But it's also, as an artist, the attitude of gratitude that you need to have to not take those people for granted and not just look at them as, hey, I just want you to buy my music. No, those people mean a whole lot more to you than that. And so it's that relationship building and it's that attitude of gratitude that really goes such, such a long way and will prevent you from, as Frankie said, bowing out of the business because you don't think you're having the career that you thought you would. Right. By the way, last week I was suggesting that listeners over the last several weeks have probably been wondering why I continue to talk about the Access Vegas newsletter. And one of the reasons I cited is that the city is, in fact, very much back open for business. This week I can tell you that in the latest issue of Access Vegas to hit my email inbox, I read that Las Vegas had seen over 5.7 million visitors since reopening. So there you go. (laughs) They are a source for all things Las Vegas information. And in fact, those numbers tell you that, yes, people are traveling to what I always say is the real city that never sleeps. If you were receiving Access Vegas, you would see that statistic as well as information on the downtown loop, a circulating shuttle bus that is free. And they gave the different stops that it makes and the current hours of operation. They even reported on a quirky gambling town 90 miles away from Las Vegas. They reported on a reopening show at a major hotel and casino on the Strip. And the Christmas show that will be another resort to return to live entertainment, lounge entertainment that's being brought back, and much more. To read about all this, plus get insider information, including tips, not to mention deals that don't require a coupon, go to my show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Frankie, we're in the home stretch here. Can you just talk about Mm -hmm. what you would like to do with music in the future? Sure. Um, In the future, I I usually, you know, I usually am, uh, I kind of really take things um, day by, I try to take things day by day, but what I'd like to do is, is I'd like to explore more about the frequencies of music. I, I would definitely like to dig deeper in, into the healing aspects of music. This new album, The Sun, is a different type of genre than I've done in the past. It's more of a new age ambient um, album. And, and I also released um, a meditation album Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago and it's called peace within. And so I'm, I'd like to explore more of, of just the healing aspects of music. And I would definitely like to start to perform in, in different types of venues than bars and things like that. I'd like to go to yoga studios and, and more places that are, um, just a little different and and yeah so that's that's what I plan to do I also want to go into hospitals um hopefully Mm -hmm. children's hospitals and and try to um perform the songs on on this past album to patients um and especially cancer patients because I think that that you know, I, I know that people in hospitals are, are, they get very lonely. So I'd like to go in and, and perform there. And so that's what I'd, I'd like to focus on Outstanding. in the future. Outstanding. What a beautiful heart. It's so, so nice, so refreshing to hear all that. Thank you. We are going to close today with another song from the new album, a track called Glorious Life. But first, Frankie, tell the audience all about this song, if you would, please. 
Sure. Um, well, when when I was writing this album, um, I, I I really wrote it from scratch, and so I I didn't. When we got into the pandemic, I was concerned a bit, not a lot, but I was thinking, how am I going to write all these songs and produce it? But the songs kept coming and they kept coming in these odd moments. And Mm. so I've been home with my um, daughter and, and she just turned five, but she was, I mean, she was four at the time that I wrote Glorious Life. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching her, I, I teach her piano like for five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was teaching her Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And and as I was playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, I, I started writing Glorious Life. And it was so strange mm. because I, it just came out. And I went, oh my goodness, like I'm writing this song. And whoa. And so she started to play and and do something else and and I press record on my iPhone and the song was written the basically in like 15 minutes wow. I had the and all the and I grabbed a piece of paper and I went oh my gosh like these lyrics are just coming out this mm. chorus is written by the time I finished the song I think I sat there maybe for a little while longer, my daughter was singing the chorus part with me. (laughs) And, and then I, and then, and then the next day I was so excited about the song. I just sat down by myself and finished it up and, and I wrote it pretty quickly. I don't always write songs so quickly, but on this album, they were coming out really like I was writing them quickly and so but glorious life just talking about sorry I was going off on a bit of a tangent about how it came about but the subject matter is and and I thought Bruce that I was done with the album Mm. because I had written I and I had produced the songs and I thought the album's done and suddenly glorious yeah glorious life came about and I went oh my gosh, I have to delay the album and I have to produce this one. But thankfully, it's just a simple piano song. Um, But the song is about how we're all, the chorus is, everybody's got a story, everybody wants a glorious life. And it's just about how everyone comes from a different background. We have these stories and we all want more. And, And so I thought it was very important for the song to be on this album because that's how I felt. It was almost a reflection reflection of of what 2020 felt like to me. Well, and there's a couple things that you said that I'm glad you went off on a tangent because mm. I want to touch on two of the things that you mentioned. Number one is how interesting it is that Glorious Life came about as you were playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano with your daughter because listeners, I do a terrible job of letting people know that I am an artist manager. And that's a large part of why I had launched this podcast six and a half years ago. But I know that one time I was on the road with a client of mine and unbeknownst to me, she was sitting in the passenger seat and was getting a song idea in her head. And I put music on and right away she said, please turn that off because I'm, you know, fooling around with a song idea in my head and I don't want to be influenced by another song. So in this case, Frankie, you were playing an existing song on the piano. It wasn't that you started to get a melody idea and were just kind of tinkering around on the piano. So that's fascinating to me that by playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, all of a sudden you get this idea that inspired Glorious Life. Yeah, I th- I think it was because my daughter was not paying attention and she started <laughs> playing with a toy on the side of the piano. Uh, she actually was... Yeah, and then I started playing chords and humming the song, and it just, you know, we both had this kind of, her and I both had a moment of, you know, where she wasn't connecting with what I was doing, and then and then I started playing chords, mm. and it, it happened. Um, so, yeah, I guess sometimes songs can happen in different moments and the moments that you when you don't expect something that that's like the greatest time when it's not planned. So the other follow up question I had is I'm picturing you in quarantine doing all this writing and recording yourself and producing it. But you also mentioned that you had, at the time, a four-year-old daughter. So where in the world were you finding time to do all this recording and producing having a four-year-old there? 
That that's a great question. <laughs> well, I have I have an iPad and I have headphones. Ah. So so and she has um, learning videos, and so I was able to sneak in you know times where she can watch a, a, um, like a learning video, but also. I was writing with her around me. And so mm. I would I would give her a bath and I would start singing and a song would come out. So it was in these unexpected moments. Wow. But really the main time that I produced was I would put her to sleep around eight or nine and I'd stay up till two or three AM. Oh my gosh. So that would Yeah, that would give me five to six hours and you you know you have to do what you have to do, you know, and I would go and, and lock myself up in, in the clothes closet or the bathroom and close the door and make it soundproof. And I would do vocals sometimes. Mm. And, and when you're doing production, you can just put your headphones on and, and it, you, and you're silent. So yeah. while she's sleeping, I was able to produce yeah. and I just, I found time. Well, as I said before, what a beautiful heart you have. And oh, those that story that you just told there is testimony to being both a dedicated mom and being a dedicated artist. So nobody likes the idea of, okay, I'm going to start at this late hour and you know be at it till 2 or 3 in the morning. But that's what it takes to give your daughter what she needs, but it's also what it takes to give the album project what it needed. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I enjoyed it. Like I, it was, it was what the journey was about and, and I, I had to do what I had to do. And, and, and I, I am one of those people who like to work hard. So <laughs> it was, it was a challenge. Um, I have to say it was, a, it was a lot of work, but I, I, it was fun, too. Yeah, labor of love, as they say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Frankie, again, congratulations on the new album, and it was really great Thank having you on Now Here This Entertainment. Thank you so much for oh. making time to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks for, for everything. I really appreciate your support and your kindness and everything. My pleasure. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, piano player Frankie Love, Visit her official website at frankielovemusic.com. As I mentioned before, I will have a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then be sure to engage with Frankie on social media, too. I personally have already liked her Facebook page. I followed her on Twitter and on Instagram, and I highly recommend that you do the same. We didn't get to talk about her YouTube channel, so go check that out, subscribe, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell Frankie you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Again, her new album is called The Sun, and it's now available on Bandcamp, or you can pre-order it from iTunes. She is on Spotify, by the way, so you can follow her on there, but the better way to support Frankie is by purchasing downloads of her music. Remember, too, that she also has a Patreon, so check that out as well to consider supporting her that way. A reminder, especially now that we're into December and the Christmas shopping season is well underway, Anytime you're going to buy anything at all from Amazon, do please start first by going to my show website, nhte.net, and scroll down to the tall Amazon banner. Tap or click that, and you'll be taken to Amazon, and then at the end of the transaction, at no extra cost to you, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with all the expenses I have for putting out a new episode of this podcast every week for what has been well over six and a half years now. If you want to email me via podcast at nhte.net to tell me that you made a purchase from Amazon by clicking through my banner, cool. Thank you. It's always nice to hear from listeners. Otherwise, thanks to privacy policies, it's totally anonymous. Amazon just tells me once a month how much they're sending me for people clicking through my banner. That's it. I don't know who shopped with them through my banner, what was purchased, or how much was spent. And by the way, the people that you know who shop a lot from Amazon, do please ask them to do this as well. I would greatly appreciate the help. That's going to do it for episode 356. I really appreciate everyone who listens to the show every week. We will wrap up this episode with another song from Frankie Love. This is the one you just heard her talk about. It's called Glorious Life. Something in the distance is going to unfold in its space and 